When a man is using a woman, he will do these 10 things. Hey, I'm Antje Boyd, magnetizing human expert and married to my incredible husband Brody for eight years. So let's go ahead and dive right into the 10 things a man will do when he's using you. Number 10 is you're simply not a priority. So if you notice that everything has priority, right? Like the kids that haven't gone to school, like, you know, to to college yet, right? Or you know what I mean? Like a pet, uh, a house that hasn't been sold yet, right? He still has to go for his divorce. You know, he still has to think about his life. I always say it's like the, I need to wash my hamster's hair syndrome. And what I mean by that is it's simply a lame excuse, right? Like you're just simply not a priority, Everything else has more priority, right? Uh, I was also just recently talking with a client of mine and she was, uh, you know, she was talking to this guy and clearly, I mean, he has like 18 hour work days. Clearly work is his priority. So she's not his priority, right? And so when that's the case, um, you will, you want to steer clear of that. Now, what do you want to do instead? You want to actually become a priority because you have to ask yourself, why am I attracting men into my life who are simply not making me feel like a priority, right? Like what does my love blueprint say about me being a priority? For example, if you had an emotionally unavailable parent or God forbid, even a narcissistic slash abusive parent, then there's a very low, slow uh, chance that you actually learn to be a priority, to have actually true significance and importance in someone's life. You were rather told that you are a burden, that you will never count to anything. You were encouraged to dim your light. And that, of course, will attract men into your life who are not making your priority. So what you want to do is you want to actually get to understand, like, what is your love pattern, right? And then also, of course, heal it. Number nine is... <clears throat> Um, the same thing. Okay. Number eight is he says he doesn't want a relationship. And this is really interesting. I just heard a woman actually share that. And she literally said, like, he said, you know, I don't want a relationship, but, um, but I'm still want to hang out with you. You know, I still want to be, you know what I mean? Like we can still see each other. And I just don't want you to use that word relationship. You know, it puts a lot of pressure on me. And I just got out of my marriage two years ago and so on. Right. So in other words, you want to use her, right? You know, you want to use her probably for sex, you know, or um, to get your ego boosted or to, you know, fill the time. Right. But like, you don't really want a relationship, you know? So if he says that, by the way, believe him. Because one thing that I see women do over and over again is that when a man says that, she'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't want that right now. He'll change his mind. And there's this funny joke, right? Which goes like this. Men marry women hoping they will never change. And women marry men hoping that they will change. Now, do yourself a favor and really accept that a man will most likely not change, at least not on your accord, but if anything, on his accord, right? And so if he says he doesn't want a relationship, he doesn't want a relationship. That's something you can do to seduce him into it, to turn yourself into a pretzel. Oh, if he really gets to know me, then he'll see that he will want a relationship. You know, when I talk to women, it's very clear from the get-go that the man didn't want a relationship and oftentimes even spelled it out. So I always say, if a man tells you he doesn't want a relationship, he probably doesn't want one. Now, what you, of course, want to do in order to see why would I attract a man who doesn't want a relationship is asking yourself, well, 
unconsciously, I know consciously, obviously you want a relationship because you're watching this video right now, but unconsciously, where do I not want a relationship? You know what I mean? Where do I want to keep myself protected, safe? I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to get disappointed again, right? Maybe I learned in my childhood, my love blueprint is actually um, that it's like love means distance, you know, or love means you're, you're not, it's not necessarily committed, you know what I mean? Or love means um, you're always the one who's like yearning, you know, and always looking at the man dangling the proverbial carrot in front of your nose, right? And so again, you want to heal that that love blueprint, that love pattern, so either break through so that you no longer attract men into your life who don't want a relationship, but rather men who do want a relationship. Number seven, he is wishy-washy, right? One day he's really excited. He's texting you three, four, five times a day. The next day, not at all. Crickets. And by the way, when he reappears, there's usually no acknowledgement that he was gone. You know, it's crazy. I see this sometimes with my women because uh, my program, you can actually send me screenshots of text messages and conversations. So when they send me those text messages, it's crazy how so little acknowledgement from the man when he was gone for like a week, two weeks, you know what I mean? Pops up. Oh, hey, babe. How are you? How's the week been? You know, so he's kind of wishy-washy, right? He's like kind of like, oh, yeah, I would love to go on a trip. Mm, oh, let me think about it. You know, oh, I'm not quite sure about it. You know, and so that's kind of like this in and out and it's hot and cold. And one day he's like super passionate about you, maybe comes over. You guys have like, uh, you know, like wonderful physical sex, sexy time, so to say. Um, but then the next day, like he's just like nowhere to be found or the language in his text is just rather cold and distant and dismissive, right? So if he's like wishy-washy, you know, there's a really high chance that he is using you. And of course, what I would tell you is like, how can you stop attracting this wishy-washiness into your life? Stop being wishy-washy yourself. Now, one thing that I see when I talk to women is that when I say, hey, so how committed are you to making this a reality um, and to, you know, working yourself, putting yourself first? I'm like, yeah, mm, you know, maybe level eight, you know? I'm like, okay, you're not a level 10, but you want the man to be a level 10, right? Because if a man is incongruent, is congruent and aligned, connected, true to himself, in his integrity, right? He is committed a level 10. So he will not go for a woman who's committed at a level eight. It's very that simple. But guess what? Who's going to go for a woman who's committed at level eight? A level eight, a wishy-washy man, a man who has the back door open, a man who doesn't really trust intimacy and who doesn't really trust um, love, you know, who doesn't really trust his emotions. So if you want to change that, you got to actually break through your fears that keep you from being committed at a level 10. Now, Number six is he doesn't take you out on dates. See, I mean, look, it's really that simple. You know, I mean, and I see women do this. You know, it's like heartbreaking. Stop doing this. Like if the man is not taking you on dates, he is not interested. I don't care how many times he texts you and how wonderful he says you are and how many photos he sends you and texts you and how many times you FaceTime, right? If he doesn't take you out on dates or you're always just hanging out with friends, right? But there's no real like commitment. There's no real language. There's no real like alone time. 
Like, he's not really that interested in you. Look, when a man is truly interested in you, he will take you out on dates. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. You know what I mean? He will want to be, have this alone time, have this romantic time, have this intimate time, have this private time with you to get to know you better, to connect more with you, right? He wants to share all the time that he has with you, of course, outside of his purpose that he has on this planet, right? So if he doesn't do that, he's not interested in you. So again, if you're attracting this kind of men into your life, especially if that happens over and over again, you ought to ask yourself, why am I attracting this into my life, right? And part of the reason is, again, you know, where do you turn yourself into a pretzel? Where are you dimming your needs? Where you're not expressing your needs? Where do you let everyone else walk all over you, right? Where do you not have opinions? Where you're never focused on yourself, right? Where are you focusing way too much on other people? All of that will play into for you to break through that. Because when you do that, you attract men into your life who will want to take you on dates. No doubt about it. You don't have to worry about it. You know, you don't have to think about it. Look, women ask me all the time. So I met this guy online. And so how do I get him to talk with me in real life? Or ideally, how do I get him to ask me out on a date instead of like texting me and now he's moving from the dating app to WhatsApp and, you know, and all the things, right? So why is that happening? Well, it's because there's this part inside of you where you communicate that you're not really stepping into your value, right? That you're not valuing yourself, that you're not really setting the boundaries, that you're not expressing your needs, that you don't have high standards. Because if you do have high standards, he has to step it up. It's really that simple. Step up or step out. Number five, he's selfish. Now, picture yourself on a date. Do you find yourself, and you may have even gone through a catalog, buffet of dates that you've gone through over the years, and he's just simply talking about himself. You know, he's talking about his life. He's talking about his car. He's talking about his job. He's talking about his vacation. He's simply selfish, right? Or he just orders what he wants, but he doesn't ask you what you want. You know, or, you know, you say, well, I don't really like this particular music, but he plays it anyways. You know, so it's very clear, like, it's really just himself. You know what I mean? He's really, and he does have this healthy sense of self-rotation, I call it, but rather the distorted one, right? He's selfish. And that means he doesn't really care. He's not really interested in you, right? If he, If he's really interested in you, he will ask you questions. He will be inquisitive. He will want to meet your needs. He will want to know how you feel, right? If he doesn't do that, he's not interested. Now, why you would attract a man into your life who is selfish? Well, it's where you, are you not selfish, right? Where you're not selfish enough and you're making so much space because you're in this people-pleaser mentality, right? Where you're giving all your power away because maybe you don't want to be considered inconsiderate, right? You don't want to be called selfish maybe because you had a narcissistic parent and that's why you don't want to be narcissistic and selfish like your parent was. But guess what? As a response to that, you will attract men into your life who are selfish themselves, right? And the reason why is because what you resist persists. So if you resist the selfishness inside of yourself, then you will attract that into your life. And number four, he doesn't try to know you. This goes in a very similar category, right? He's like not interested in your hobbies. Like you may even share things on a date. You may even share things on the phone. You know what I mean? But he just like doesn't ask any follow-up questions. So you may be like, oh, you know, it was my grandma's birthday last weekend. Oh, cool. Oh, I went to a golf tournament, right? He doesn't, he's not interested. You know what I mean? Um, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't try to 
go deeper with you and he's not really interested in like anything you do about your life. And whenever you talk about your life, he turns it back to himself, right? You know, you talk about, oh, wait, you know, uh, my company just had this like, you know, this whatever, this, this, this picnic or whatever. And then he'll say, oh, you know, I just went on a picnic last week too. Uh, yes, I'm going to pick my favorite picnic was when I was in Thailand, you know, and I was on this mountain and it's all about him, right? And the capacity, he does not have capacity. It's, that's a piece that you have to understand, right? When a man is using you, he doesn't have capacity to listen. He doesn't have capacity. He's not interested, right? He does have very low capacity to be present with other people, but he is very needy of attention, and so that's why he talks about himself so that he can fill himself up by you listening to him. Now, again, why would you attract that into your life? Because you're not that interested into your own life. Maybe you are too focused on dating. You're too focused on other men, but right? you're entering other people's realities, uh, meaning like their lives way too much. You think about their lives. You think about how their conversation went, you know, um, what happened with this uh, offer that my, the friend made on the house or what happened, right? And it is because your nervous system is so trained to focus outward. And what we want to do, what we're learning, right? When you heal your love blueprint is by focusing on yourself, actually warming the receptors up inside of yourself that help you to receive, that help you to actually focus on yourself, asking yourself questions, mulling over questions in your own life, like making yourself a priority in your own life. And then guess what? The quality of men that you attract into your life is directly proportional to the relationship you have to yourself. So if you focus on yourself, guess what? You attract men into your life who are extremely interested and attracted and inquisitive to you as well. Now, another science, number three, he doesn't share his true self with you. So do you feel like he wears kind of a mask? He's kind of going into pretense mode. Like he kind of, you kind of meet more like a, like, like, like a representative of him, right? He doesn't really share his true self. You don't really know how he feels. He keeps things on the surface. He doesn't really want to go deep. And if you actually challenge him to do that, you know, he'll be like, I don't really want to go there. I'm not, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. You know what I mean? Whatever. Let's just have fun. You know, let's have sex or whatever. You know what I mean? But he doesn't really want to share his true self with you. He's not really vulnerable with you. So you'll notice like he'll never share something that's vulnerable or that's like open hearted. Right. Um, and he'll also never share anything, of course, that he's embarrassed about. Right. Um, he'll never really share his true thoughts. But rather, you you know what you notice with this guy? It's just everything is just really like sort of on the surface. You know how I noticed that is when my women send me screenshots, it's just it's just banter. But it's like it stays in the banter zone. It's fun when you banter as part of like the courting process, right? But we also want to go deep. I want to have a feeling like, who is this guy? What does he care about? What does he value, right? If you can answer any of these questions... There's really a chance that he's using you because he's staying on the surface. He keeps things surface level. He doesn't want you to get attached to him. He doesn't want to get attached to you. He doesn't want to, you know, cause like any false expectations. So I guess that's a positive. Thanks very much. And again, why would you not attract a man into your life who doesn't show his true self? It's because you're not showing your true self. 
Look, when women come to me, usually highly successful, what happens is they're very strongly in their masculine self. Now that no, they know how to represent themselves very well. They know how to dress well. They know how to talk well. They know how to get the job done, right? However, they're not really like it's so skilled in like actually opening up vulnerably. What they actually scared out of their mind, they're terrified to be vulnerable. And oftentimes that's the case because they come from a narcissistic and abusive, emotionally unavailable background. And so the last thing they want to do is feel powerless, is feel helpless, right? And then because of that, they don't show their true self. They lead with their best foot forward all the time. And guess what? They attract men into their life who do the same in return. Don't believe me? There's a really great, great reality TV show out there. It's more a documentary, which is called Dating Around. Now, one of the seasons, I want to say one or two, I forgot which one it was, but I think it's where the woman goes on all the dates. So you'll see. Um, You'll see how she goes sort of like in this whole, like just normal, like, representative mode pattern. How do you know that? Just She's just asking questions to go through the motions. She's asking, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from, the, oh, I went to Harvard too. Oh yeah, I, oh yeah, I love that team too, right? So you're kind of like fishing for common ground, but you're just kind of going through the motions. And it's interesting because he shows up like totally open, but the moment he realizes that she's like coming from this place where she's wearing this mask, right? This representative, he's like, oh, we're in performance mode. Okay, let me perform. Right, then he goes into performance mode as well, right? And just keeps things on the surface. And what you want to do instead is you want to actually share things that maybe you don't necessarily want to share. Maybe it's something like, hey, if you really knew me, you would know that. And I'd fill in the blank. True story, that's my husband and I used to do this exercise at our live events. And women and men actually had like amazing breakthroughs, right? Because it forced them to be like, who am I? Who am I really, right? And it really invited men in to be like more open and they were more attracted to women than they normally would be. Number two, he doesn't introduce you to his people and he also doesn't try to meet your people. Look, he's simply not interested in your social circle. He's simply not interested in, um, you know what I mean? He doesn't want his friends to potentially like you because if they like you, then they may be loyal towards you. And if they're loyal towards you, and I've seen this with clients, right? Where the, the friends actually told her, hey, he's he's cheating. You know what I mean? Like he's hanging out with someone else. Like, so the guy doesn't want to do that. So he doesn't introduce you to his people, right? Or he doesn't want to get pressure from his people and say, hey, this is an amazing woman. What are you doing, dude? Like, why are you treating her like, you know, you're so ungrateful. You know, why do you treat her like a doormat and you don't value her at all? And he also doesn't try to meet your people because he's afraid that, for example, they see right through it. You know what I mean? And he can't hold his facade up. And they're gonna ask him the hard questions. And 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 then we actually like, oh, like, no, he's like not in for the for the right reasons, so to say, as they say in the bachelor, right? He's not here for the right reasons. So he doesn't want people to really see him for what he really does for his agenda. So he doesn't do that, right? And so of course. Like if you want to be a priority in his life, the same applies again as putting yourself first. Now, I think one of the most disrespectful things that a man can do when he's using you, that he openly flirts with other women. Now, look, nothing screams friend zone louder than flirting with other women. 
but it's also so disrespectful. It means I have like literally no regard for your emotions, right? It's it's like almost cruel. You know what I mean? It's almost like heartless, right? And you can really see, it's almost like saying, I'm testing you. Like how much can I disrespect you until you finally pull the trigger and, and, and say, I'm out of here. You know what I mean? And so that's like something you want to actually have like let go of, you know, that he, like, like when he flirts with other women, he's really, it, it, I mean, it gets, it doesn't get any worse than that, right? Because like you, like, I hope you're not, you're not there anymore when he flirts with other women, but you walk the opposite direction. Because like, how do you talk to yourself if he you flirts to other women? Like, you're just like, oh, it's probably nothing. Or, you know, he's going to pay attention to me again. Or, you know, um, I experienced that once when I was dating. This guy was constantly flirting with other women. You know what I did? I started flirting with other men. Ended up making out with one, you know, and then it ended up just a massive drama, right? But it doesn't matter. But, like, it was very clear, like, look, he's not really that interested in me. You know what I mean? Um, and then he sort of was and whatever, whatever, lots of games and whatever. Um, but the point is, like, he's not, he's not interested in you, right? So why would he do that? Because you have devalued yourself to such an extent that you would attract a man into your life who would disrespect you to such a level. So this, this ought for you to be an invitation to actually do a true soul dive on where are you disrespecting yourself, right? Where do you let people walk all over you? Stop it. Put yourself first, unapologetically, express your needs, shine your unique light, right? And you will not attract those men into your life. I promise that to you, girlfriend. And finally, for those of you who stayed until the very end, is my bonus, which is he contacts you only when he has an agenda. So I have some clients who I work with, they're doctors, right? And so they have a lot of knowledge. So the man is like, you know, oh, hey, hey, how are you? You know, hey, so I had this like injury with my knee. And so what do you think? What medication can I take there, right? And so they're being like flat out taken advantage of, you know? Um, or, you know, the man knows that she's making like several hundred thousands of dollars a year, right? And then, you know, she gets to carry the relationship, right? And he, I don't know, goes, gets to go back to school, gets to follow his passion, gets to do his thing, play golf, hang out with his friends, you know? And she's like, wait, are you sugar mama? Like, what is happening? You know what I mean? So if you have a man like this, who loves you conditionally, right? So you only get the attention when you perform. That's coming clearly from your childhood. So where have you experienced that? Where have you had a mom, a dad who gave you tons of praise when you got that A, when you won that award, when you when you made the team, right? And how you're actually going to heal that is the opposite. Now, how do you heal that? Now, because you stayed until the very end, I will tell you, which I call the Sarah Blakely effect. Now, Sarah Blakely is a young female billionaire, as we know. However, what a lot of people don't know is how she got there. When she was growing up, her dad was celebrating her when she didn't make the team, when she didn't get the A, when she didn't get the award, right? He really high-fived her and he congratulated her for playing outside of her comfort zone and not making the success the ultimate goal, but rather making the expansion and the growth, the evolution, her ultimate goal. That's why she's as successful as she is because she she increased an, her amazing risk 
tolerance, right? So you will not attract men who are contacting you with an agenda because you're like, you know what? Like, I'm worthy no matter what. Even if I don't perform, right? Even if I'm not the doctor, even if I don't have the hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Even if I can't, you know, provide uh, paying lunch and dinner for him or whatever it is, right? I am innately lovable, right? And men will make be beeline around you who are looking for sugar mama, who are looking for a mate nest that they can move right into. Oh, God, I hear this all the time. You know, I mean, I just had a call the other week with a woman and she's like, yeah, no, my ex is like still living with me. I mean, we're no longer dating and all those things. Girlfriend, let's have a reality check. You know what you talk about. You know what I mean? Your ex is still living with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's you. It's like, I want you to really practice looking yourself in the mirror. Look at all the guys. Look at all the people where you're like, it's my problem. I have to solve it. And look at them and say, not my problem. That's not my problem. Go figure it out yourself. You have your whole life to do that. You have resources to do that. And I know that's heartless, but I, I really invite you to be a little bit more ruthless because it helps you to break out of the people pleaser pattern. Now, if you don't know how to do that, where to even start, take my free love quiz to by at going to getlovequiz.com to uncover what your love pattern is or simply click the link in my description as well. And if you haven't watched already, when a man deeply loves you, he'll start saying these five things. So that's the opposite of what you watched today. Uh, and for that, also click the link in the description. Lots of love to you, ladies. And I will talk to you in the next video. Bye-bye.